Hello everyone, and welcome to another Horror Review. Uh, months late, but finally, um, they dropped the uh, Hellraiser remake on uh, Amazon. Just saw it, literally saw it this morning, so I'm like, <laughs> here's what I'm doing for the next two hours. And uh, yeah, got to watch it. Uh, I suppose the good thing is, I've come in to all the... There wasn't really much of a hollow blue, kind of come in with a whisper, there was a wee bit of chatter about it, but uh, the way they released it, just... You know, nobody was excited. Uh, what I will say, um, good bad points. One thing, this was fucking long. Holy moly. Um, this could have been done uh, with 40 minutes less. The first half of this was a drag. I mean, it took ages getting anywhere. So, yeah, so by this stage, uh, most people have seen the. Uh, uh, what do you call it? The description out there. So we're following um, the main protagonist, Riley, who uh, stumbles upon the puzzle box, who's being guided. And so uh, a guy behind the scenes called Voight. Um, she effectively messes with the box and people disappear as you try to solve the mystery to see what, what it's actually about. The concerns, if you've seen my um, trailer review, the concerns I had about this, yeah, a lot of them confirmed, right? First of all, this was sanitized, super sanitized until like the end. And even then, it was still cl very clean, you know, digital, clean, uh, right? We've got an addict who can't hold down a job and has to be looked after, yet drives around in a nice car. Very strange, you know what I mean? Um, she is not a good person. She's uh, actually, I tried to stay away from the reviews and the talk about this because I wanted to wait until I could watch it myself because I didn't want to get drawn into stuff. But um, I heard something about looking like a hobo and all that. And yeah, uh, the way they dress her up, she's not uh, like, ugh. like you want to go take a wash after being around her for a bit. You no, know, just got that kind of. Vibe. But at the same time, um, they're in the part of it's massive, everyone living together, but it's um, obviously her brother. She's living with her brother. She's pushing his buttons. Uh, you know, um, I have a problem with addicts. Um, they destroy people's lives and they will take everything from you and then move on to the next person without a thought. Um, they're dangerous people to be around. You have to be careful. Um, and she kind of, you know, reinforces my prejudice, so to speak. You know, I'm quite open about having prejudice in that respect. Um, yeah, so that kind of thing was making me... Uh... Um, the guy, Trevor, her boyfriend, it's very strange because it set him up to be the bad guy, you know, the the bad boy, the leading her astray, yet he has it more together than her. And he's living in a massive apartment by himself. Like, you're you no know, one of those, um, like, it's an entire floor of a penthouse type thing. Um, and see her walking down, like, a really nice stairway to get out. Yet, their brother, who's supposed to have it all together, and his boyfriend, supposed to be professionals, they're all sitting crammed together in his apartment. So, straight away, something strange is going on. You know, you're like, doesn't tie up. It's also, um, 
like I said, everything is just so crisp and polished looking. It kind of takes you away from you know the whole idea. The whole idea of Hellraiser is gritty. It's um, you know, it's dirty. You you have this sort of dirty, blood-soaked look to everything. Um, and that's not here, which is a shame. Like I said, everything's just too polished and crisp, which was a concern. Unfortunately, it was uh, proven to be right. Uh, what else? Really didn't like Riley's character. Wasn't rooting for her at all. Uh, even the other Hellraiser movies, where you've got serial killers and deviants and people looking for the next... That's the whole point, is the next level of sensation, of pleasure and pain mixed in it, you know, always going to the next levels. Um, you kind of understand where they're coming from, you know, and why they seek the puzzle box, because eventually you travel in them circles, then the rumour comes about of, you know, the puzzle box that will take you to the next level if you solve it. Um, you kind of get their arc, or people that have encountered the lament configuration and met the Cenobites and then made a deal, then the, the, you know, offer up so many souls, but they're being tricked, you know, all that kind of stuff. Even in the bad movies, it makes sense. Her character being involved in all this, just, nah, uh, didn't get it. They should have just stuck with Void, if I'm honest. They should have stuck with Void, and they should have stuck with his journey. Because what they did is they start off with him at the beginning, and him and that throwaway character that you see in the uh, trailers, and then it skips six years. <coughs> Excuse me. And that's what happens, and then you meet these characters that are kind of... Uh, believe it or not, I like Trevor's character, I did. Um, and Matt's character was decent, the brother. Uh, but didn't really give him much of a... I don't, you know what I mean? Kind of... Used him up, threw him away, like, quickly as possible. Trevor had the interest in one, and even though they tried to portray him to be a bad guy, they kind of made you sympathetic towards him, especially compared to Riley, because her character was just honking. Um, yeah, so <laughs> although they tried to set Trevor up as uh, the bad guy, um, he's actually pretty decent <laughs> compared to the main uh, antagonist. So, yeah. The reason I'm talking so much about the human characters because they take up three quarters of this movie, and you only get whispers of the Cenobites throughout it. Um, the Cenobites don't really appear in full force until the end. Um, yeah, so it, the first half of this movie is just focusing on these characters, and most of them are just wooden planks. Um, Nora and Colin, the other two characters, um, they, they were just, just kind of slept, walk through it. What I will say, uh, uh, I don't like what the devil did. The puzzle box. I don't like the blood thing, and the fact that you could offer, you know, you just offer others. Um, didn't like that. I like the fact that it's your desire calls them, and the Cenobites can then decide whether or not to. You know, what I mean, that's the made it very robotic and formaic. You know, and I didn't didn't enjoy that aspect of it. The Cenobites themselves actually were pretty decent. I'll be honest, they actually made them grounded. Now, normally, um, in the older movies, 
It's all about Pinhead and the other Cenobites were just add-on characters. To actually give the Cenobites in this one, each one of them, personality and a bit of... Now, they're only tiny slivers of interaction, but you could almost uh, delve into each Cenobite and see a story behind them. That was interesting. That was actually well done. They should have um, maybe played with that a bit more. What they could have done was encountered a different Cenobite up until Pinhead, um, being the ultimate, and then Leviathan. Um, they did Leviathan really well in this, I'll say. Um, that was good. So by bringing Leviathan back and having Leviathan main focus, that was that was a cool aspect. But it was all kind of rushed at the end. I mean, it was all kind of jumbled at the end. They wasted half of this movie. I think that's what's annoying me about it. The first half of this movie was an absolute waste of time. And honestly, I'm starting out, you know, are we getting somewhere yet? So much missed opportunity. Um, now, what they did, there was a bit of a tightrope with the Cenobites. The, I know what they were trying to portray. They're trying to portray them as, you know, they're not in a rush. They're not your standard killer, you know, boo. You know, they're, they're calculated. They take their time. They know they're going to get you. There's no escape from them. I get that. Unfortunately, after watching the first half of this movie, when you get them, they come across almost robotic in their sort of movements. Um, except for Gasp. Um, Gasp was quite cool. Was not really moving much until the mechanism released there and then, you know, um, that was actually cool. But underutilized again because you only had a brief moment and got trapped in a doorway. <laughs> Um, so god, where do I go next with us? Yeah, she she messes with um, Trevor talks her into breaking into a place, which is very strange. Um, but I find it's all set up, it's fucking uh, it was odd, odd the way the, the plot, the actual plot line of this, how to get Riley involved. Was very strange and why choose her like at the end of the day the the cenobites don't go after street rats that's not that wasn't their thing they want people wanting the sand to go to the next level so they want to accomplish not don't necessarily mean rich but um a gutter rat junkie is not an enticing uh target or victim, or you know, participant for the Sanabites. That's that was the thing. So her making that, I don't get it. Um, but yeah, the break into this warehouse, which has one ISO container. You open the ISO container, there's one safe, and you open the safe, and there's the box with the box inside. I know, it's, but um, yeah, it was a bit uh, contrite, but. Surely, if you were bringing the warehouse, not with it, you'd be, um, you'd be like, nah, this isn't good about. And supposed to be recovering this guy, supposed to be leaving her stray, but at the same time, it's just, um, he's already living a good life. And actually, him leading, he's actually living a better life than her. And I don't get what, I don't get, uh, I'm having a struggle with this because it's a okay. This was annoying because I've literally just watched this about 10 minutes before we went live. 
Um, the plot's weak. Let's put a look at the plot is weak. Bit contrived how to get Riley involved in this. So the they made a bad protagonist, and I'll use that term loosely because she has no protagonist. They should have just stuck with Void's character and his journey. That would have been much better. Because <clears throat> at the end of the day, they sorry. At the end of the day, they finished off his arc and what happened to him. There was more than enough there to make a tight 90-minute movie. And introduce these and the I was a bit uh, iffy about the costumes, because you're seeing, you know, when the set pictures and all are coming up, they look horrible, but when the CGI'd over the top of them and the atmosphere, they actually look pretty decent. And the idea is that the materials made out of their own skin. Um yeah, I kind of got that. And that was um that was cool. They actually looked really well on screen, but the the screenshots are putting about social media at the moment are doing no justice whatsoever. I just put that out because it looked like latex rubbery. Uh, um, I think we maybe want to trim that down a bit in the future. Just you know, they still have that kind of rubbery look, and it's not. Uh, don't know how they'll do that, but because they're full body suits, yeah, you've got that creature from the Lost Lagoon type of vibe. Like I said, they had the over CGI over the top to make them look decent, but the idea behind them. Is cool. <clears throat> the Cenobites weren't in control. I think that's what's getting me as well. They were cool. I mean, they had their moments, but they weren't the imposing figures that they normally are. I think that's. I think that's what's annoying me about this. They weren't. They were like almost like side characters brought in, which <clears throat> I didn't like. To me, it was a wasted opportunity. You had. Each Cenobite has his own voice and character. Um, they have one that's like a crossover between uh, Deep Throat and Angelique. And she's actually quite cool. Um, really good Cenobite there. Um, Chatterer, uh, the, the reimagining of Chatterer was actually quite decent. And they had them more physical than the normal uh, Cenobites. Like, Let's be honest, nothing could be worse than bloody camera head and CD man. Like that was absolute dog shit in Cenobites ever. Um they were in a stupid dog Cenobite that you know what I mean. Um so these are actually compared, you know, I mean, when you look back over the franchise and you remember those, these ones are really thought out. It just because of the slow pace of this movie, I'm glad they didn't get their opportunity. Um the victims, as they were taken up towards the end, was all blurred out and off camera, which I was worried about it being sanitized. So <clears throat> the first couple of deaths were just, you know, and actually some three of them you didn't see. Like the first one just blurred in the background. And that's, you know, why are we doing this in 2022 when 1980s was able to do more gruesome and make things look better? Why is this sanitized? Friggin, you know, off, off screen type thing. Um, the first decent death was Nora. Uh, no, death isn't really the right word when you're doing this anabite, but the interaction between Nora and uh, the Hell Priest was actually the first sort of decent uh, exploration into a weird, weird travelers and sensation and 
doing that. So that was actually a decent scene. But it was just too, you know what I mean? There wasn't enough of it. There was an opportunity here, I think, for the people to encounter each Cenobite and to be tortured in their own way or explore the pleasure and pain aspect. You know, the sensuality, which isn't in this, you know, I mean, brief, brief moments, and that was it. Barely even like that. And that's the whole point of this franchise, which unfortunately, why they'll always be low budget because normally audiences aren't into that and studios won't finance anything for a niche uh, genre, if that makes sense, or franchise, which is annoying because the people that are into it will buy the DVD box sets, they'll buy the merchandise, they'll buy the figurines, they'll buy stuff, you know what I mean? There's a market beyond just the movie. The movie's just a, a placeholder, you know, to get people, uh, keep people invested. And they haven't twigged onto this. Given that it's TV streaming like Hulu, I know it was created by Spyglass, but given that the things like Hulu is not a good idea. I think maybe HBO might have done a better job. At least they're a bit true. Like they did a fantastic thing, uh, job of the Spawn series, which would be the closest, I think, the Hellraiser in terms of the aesthetics and the effects. I think they're, they're the two closest um, franchise in heaven, hell, you know, all that, uh, all that kind of material. So I think they'd be the better people to go to. I don't know why they went to Hulu um, because everything's happened. What I was worried about: too clean, sanitized. The the killings aren't there, and then it kind of goes up to the you know meanders along. They spend quite a bit of time in the mansion. Um, it was good. What I was worried about in the trailer actually with the corridors turned out to be okay. So I was glad that there you know he's built this place for a purpose and them getting trapped in the corridors and stuff actually um was okay you know i was worried about them doing that instead of the other dimension coming in now the hellscape the dimension coming in was cgi really badly cgi you know it was really like i said crisp clean burly even the abandoned mansion you know for six years just had a wee bit of dust on it and stuff you know if this is somebody exploring pleasure and playing and torture and that, you know, I mean, they didn't, you didn't get that vibe. Even the blood, you know, a lot of digital blood in this. And brief bits of, you know, like the sink filling up and stuff. It was just um, there for a moment. Get it. So that, that kind of ruins, you know, ruins the whole thing. All in all, didn't hit this movie. Um, it wasn't Halloween Ends. Now, there's a movie that you watch and you're like, oh my God, that's absolutely shit. But it wasn't, it was bland. It was meh, forgettable. I can guarantee you within a week or two, I'll have forgotten this movie, which is a shame. I was hoping Hellraiser was going to come back with a bang. I was hoping we're going to get, you know, the new standard and moving forward. This... It's just, you know, you'll watch it and you'll kind of go, huh? Now all the hype, and I'll use that lightly because there wasn't really much hype about this movie, but the online chatter, that's all. I was all stopped after a couple of days of it coming out. Once a movie came out and people watched it, nobody's really talking about it anymore. And I can see why. So I don't know. I don't know what's next. If they 
think about what the reception to it if they take feedback and maybe move forward you know and change direction for the next one but if we're going to have another movie like this if they come back for another installment in the franchise um it's dead in the water because it was a lot that actually just hold on to the end with this one so didn't hate it wasn't riveted uh i just thought it was a shame there was so much there was the the elements were there they just didn't make use of them um there you go there's my review uh hopefully it didn't spoil it <laughs> too much uh it's been around for a bit now a few weeks at least and obviously more people get a chance to see it now it's on amazon and uh be interesting to know what you think so uh leave us a comment all that good stuff um keep up the day of the channel uh we're back on tomorrow Cameron and i for a live stream uh with your horror of his talk spot so uh if you can check us out then until next time keep it creepy keep it horrific